We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy Daniel Kuzer. Dan, what is going on? Well, you say as always. One of these days, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be here, man, because <laughs> we're all dying, you know. Well, that's. I mean, I understand why you're depressed because of the way that sporting season ended. I'm still uh, rolling it over. I'm rolling over the sadness, you know. Uh, life's life short, man. You know. Yeah. But life's a garden. You got to dig it. <laughs> Life's a garden. You got to dig it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an unfortunate week. I don't know. I mean, we'll talk about whether we care or not about MLS Cup at this point. I mean, it kind of sucks because the way the results broke, uh, Sporting KC very possibly could have been hosting MLS Cup. So, what a weird time, man! What a weird time to be a soccer fan in general. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I haven't shifted a little bit uh, towards chiefs fandom overload <laughs> you know uh yeah you know pl- planning planning my trip to the royal rumble in in january oh there you go oh that's coming pretty crazy but soccer's kind of in the back of my mind now man till february but uh here we are every here week. we are <laughs> yep every week we'll be doing it throughout the off season we'll figure out our schedule i know we've done a different schedule before we haven't even talked about it we'll figure it out we're gonna be here though don't y'all worry about it don't and, even uh, fret <laughs> And, uh, you know, we don't have any new five-star ratings or reviews uh, to read this week. Nobody's stealing their children's phones this week and putting in new reviews. But uh, okay. we appreciate y'all who have. Take a little break. It's all good. Yeah. And if you haven't done it, you know, channel your your post-Thanksgiving gratefulness and, and tell us why you're all thankful for us and or what you'd like to hear in the new year. We're always looking to get better and improve. So if you have not yet left a review, leave one. Let us know what you want to see in 2022. Well, what, uh, you know, how was your Thanksgiving? We didn't even talk about Thanksgiving last week. <laughs> we were so depressed. It was good. Was it last week? Thanksgiving? No, it was like two weeks ago. Uh, it was two weeks. Well, I mean, last week was the post-Thanksgiving episode, wasn't it? Or is right, that this week? Right. I don't even La- know what. Yeah, it was last week. We are still in a pandemic, so time is relative. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I don't even know what's going on. I got a dog Bro. this week. And so that is taking up all my time. (laughs) You did get a dog, man. You're trying to stay home more and and, uh, avoid the Lambda Mu Nu variants in uh, 
<laughs> whatever oh, Om- omicron you know, the element op variants coming sounds like us. a freaking decepticons coming for us dude it sounds bad I, i'm just like <laughs> is that is that omega like are they trying to say it's omega i don't i don't know i've never because heard I thought of we were sticking with greek alphabets yeah i, don't I know missed that. so much i missed epsilon i, I just I i'm pretty sure omicron fought optimus prime at some point 100 percent roll out so hey underrated transformers movie bumblebee have not seen it very good dude Haley steinfeld is uh uh, she's a treasure yeah i i gave up after uh the robot balls and i forget which transformers it was like number two or three they got real bad there after a while yeah when uh, shia labeouf was gone you know shia of the beef shia labeouf yeah so uh but yeah leave leave your five star rating and review let us know what you want to see in 2022 <laughs> maybe it's more transformers talk i don't know Ayo. but um i don't know man it's i don't know about you i just i can't get in portland's hosting mls cup they're playing new york city i don't want portland to win because that's annoying i don't really want yeah. new york city to win because they're tied to man city and i don't like man city and i don't really mm-hmm. want them to be rewarded for their shenanigans but i don't know man in that way i i kind of do i it's gonna be blasphemy but i'm gonna say i'm gonna root for portland i really am i always kind of say you know nyc is my eastern conference team but uh in that sense you kind of i don't know you want to see portland get it done they, they squeeze into the playoffs just fine but yeah. so did new york city yeah. And did New York City just have a triumphant win over a COVID-laden Philadelphia Union? <laughs> like, that's bonkers, by the way. Right. Philly, I at mean, one point, didn't look like they are going to be able to field the team, potentially. Right. And, and just when you think, like, oh, I can just kind of enjoy the league unfold, these playoffs unfold, just when you think you might be okay. Sporting lost, it's all right. We'll, we'll see them again in a few months. And then, like, the players are putting out the most sappy – like Instagram posts and Twitter posts, uh, you know, the year didn't end the way we wanted to. And I'm like, no, right. I was fine. It's like seeing your ex-girlfriend with a new hunkier man. It's like, <laughs> no, you're back. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, this, it was rough. This was, this was real rough. I mean, this is, um, <laughs> Philly played or started, not just played, started Aurelian Collin at center back. There's a name you haven't heard in a while. Forever. Last minutes he had played before this game was 2019. Um, it, last time he got consistent minutes was 2016 for the New yeah. York Red Bulls. Since, wow, my God, since 2016, he's played in about 20 games over the last yeah. five years. Is he just on the bench just like as a sub or what? He's just, I mean, okay, so with he went to Orlando. Played three games with Orlando at right. the very end of 2016. Played 135 minutes. Then he went back to the Red Bulls. Played 545 minutes in 2017. Appeared in nine games. The next year, 2018, appeared in seven games, 353 minutes. Then the last time he appeared for the Union was in 2019. Played six games, 533 minutes, 530 minutes. Excuse me. No games in 2020. No games in 2021. Oh, it's the Eastern Conference Final. Start. That's wild. That's insane. Uh, and apparently they, you know, they they played a pretty good first half. Honestly, it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's but, just, uh, 
it's such a bummer and, and like we knew that this potential was there but uh, just you know to have a, a pretty decent Philly team who's never won a, a trophy really um, I don't think at least I'm going to be corrected if I'm wrong there but I, I don't think they've won a trophy they um, haven't won a major trophy and, and neither has uh, you know NYC City, here, obviously so. but just to have a, a bunch of your significant contributors just have to be taken out because of COVID and, and apparently a lot of them were vaccinated. So breakthrough and all that, but it's just, it's a bummer and it came at the worst time. So yeah, hundred percent, dude. It's just, it, it's a, it's a slap in the face as we've enjoyed a whole season of, of, you know, soccer and healthy, healthy boys, you know, mm-hmm. and then this happens at the very end. Like you're sad for the players you're sad for the team. You're sad for the club, the fans. It's uh, not what you want to see happen. And I kind of put myself in that position. That would suck. Yeah, it would. It'd be terrible. And uh, but, you know, hey, shout out to NYCFC. They went on to win 2-1. Um, it's just, you know, I guess I'm glad that Portland beat RSL, even though I know you said you always root for the team that beat us. But imagine RSL versus NYCFC. MLS Cup in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> I was kind of rooting for that scenario because I think the league would have hated that. It would have been the worst. And yeah, which I'm, you know, when I'm not in it, I, I root for chaos. You want to root for yeah. like a fight to break out or something ridiculous. It would have been hilarious. Shower. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would have been hilarious. Yeah. And, and you know what? Chaos did happen on Philadelphia Union's team. <laughs> it did. And you know what? Like you said, credit to uh, to Philly because uh well i mean their only goal was an own goal from uh kalins from nycfc alexander kalins uh but they were up one zero but then it was just a couple minutes later maxi morales scored and then um nycfc with a dagger in the 88th minute it would have been hilarious to see mls cup posted in yankee stadium on that janky ass field yeah i mean the fans would have loved it because they wouldn't have to travel you know they'd be there but right. uh just ah uh. MLS would have hated it. Do you think they would have moved it to Red Bull Arena? That would have been even funnier. That would it have would been be. more hilarious because you're like, congrats, NYCFC. Your first time hosting MLS Cup, you have to play in your arch rivals arena with their yeah. giant ass logo in the neighboring state. It, it's weird. And I, I think, but Red Bull Arena has won like awards for being like best north american soccer stadium you know it's what i mean a good stadium i mean we, we've hey, both been there it's good i didn't know you've been there but yeah it's awesome yeah uh, i went there? there oh gosh okay. um you've been there I, I was there four or five years ago met some oh. friends and i went out to new york and i i took uh took a minute to go meet up with shout out producer anders from extra okay. time met up with him we went to a red bulls game so well, that's cool yeah I love the old, uh, anytime I can double up, I went up there to, for sporting versus the Red Bulls. And then I, I think I saw New York City versus Philly at mm-hmm. the time. Just back-to-back days. Uh, Mikey was, Lopez I got me say, the tickets. Your That's boy. Crazy. Haven't talked to him in a long time, but uh, we should get him <laughs> on the pod. That'd be fun. Uh, I wonder what he's up to. It's, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I can't really root for Portland or I don't want to because of all the shit that happened with like the thorns and their GM and and the coach and the way that Merritt Paulson has mishandled that whole situation. And I just generally don't like Merritt Paulson as a person. Yeah. So I don't want him to be rewarded. But like I said, I can't really root for NYCFC. 
I know my brother Eddie is a Timbers fan, but even he's kind of disillusioned with the, the team this year because right. of all the he's background kind of the, stuff. He's kind of the black sheep of the family, though. Like no one really <laughs> likes him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's the lone Chiefs fan in our family, so I guess he's got that going for him. You know, but that's true. I he just, does. He does tend to pick opposite of people in his family. <laughs> he does. I mean, he roots for USC, obviously, because he went there. But I'm a Packers fan. He's a Chiefs fan. Um, he's adopted the Royals. It seems like as his baseball team, which that sounds like a sad existence. He, well, that's that's the you know putting Eddie's business out there on the podcast. He was deciding between the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Royals because like a lot of my family grew up Yankees fans. So he's like, I could sure. be with you guys, and I was like, you could. You're gonna win. Usually, Nothing wrong with Dodgers either, though. I mean, well, I, what I told him I was like, you're gonna get shit if you're a Yankees fan because people are always gonna think you're a front runner, uh, but but you have a good chance of winning if you choose the Dodgers. You'll have a good chance of winning and people won't give you shit because you're literally from Los Angeles. It's fine. Yeah. Or you could choose the Royals. You'll probably never win, but once every 35 years, you'll feel like it's the best day of your life. And he <laughs> apparently went with the Royals. <laughs> hey, it's, you know, that's, that's a lot of games to watch. If you want to stay, stay up to date on baseball, that's just right. rough. So I don't know, but I, I just, clearly you can see my interest in mls cup this year we've devolved to talking about my brother's favorite baseball yes but you know and i might i might put the game on what's what is on saturday i think so you know uh, the time i i have no idea i'm trying to see trying to see west side story you know what i mean priorities (laughs) saturday december 11th at 2 p.m central time on abc well that is right in the middle of west side story what what are we doing here (laughs) what come on mls I've got my tickets. I guess I'll get home at halftime. Whatever. Who cares? At that point, who even cares anymore? I, I know, just man, I... because I want to live in America. I want to live in America. Okay. So, <laughs> other tangent. This is what happens when it's the off season and sporting aren't playing. We get on tangents. So I went to the USC UCLA football game a few weeks ago. Terrible decision. SC got killed. Before we hired a great coach, but we got killed. Uh, UCLA's band did their halftime show was a medley of songs from West Side Story. Oh my gosh. Which that I'm like, sounds that's so boring. It's a, well, that's why I was like, look, if we're in a concert hall, great. I love this. For yeah. a halftime show at a college football game, like this is very strange. But then they didn't even play America. They did a medley really? from West Side Story and then didn't play like the most popular song from the show. So they played all the slow shit. Right. And then USC came out there and played like Doja Cat and Miley Cyrus. Like and like, Green. And like the stuff that like, yeah, people sing to. And I was like, yeah, it's musically, it's not up to par, but oh, you got 22 year olds, 18 year olds singing to it, but like, you're not yeah. going to have them out there singing show tunes. And you, I mean, and West Side Story is, it's tough <laughs> to call it a show tune is what it is. It's right. pretty serious, serious stuff. So I, I mean, you hey, better, you better not date that brown girl. That, that's basically summing up the whole show. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So terrible. It is. It is. I mean, it's a great show, but yeah. You know, maybe I'll not. You know how the movie is not Spielberg, for a halftime man. show. Yeah, Spielberg. So here, I don't know. We're we're getting we're we're getting way off topic. We'll save that for the uh, the the off season podcast where we have literally nothing to talk about. All right, all right. Yeah, jot that down. <laughs> I got a little notebook we'll, of uh, we'll come back to my ideas. thoughts on Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Do, I mean, do you have thoughts on who you think will win in the last cup? You know, pretty evenly evenly matched clubs that got hot at the right time to get into the playoffs, right? So they're kind of riding that wave. And I, you know, MLS Cup has always favored the home team, dude. So mm-hmm. I really do think 
Portland can get it done. Uh, Portland Stadium. I've never been there. I think I want to try to make it a goal yeah. next year yeah. to go to Portland. Uh, that that's I just hear it's a top notch venue and yeah. there's all the home field advantage in the world. Yeah, I've been there twice. Uh, I saw SKC play there. Um, sat over uh, near the SKC section, so that was cool. Uh, and then I went there for just a Timbers Galaxy game when Zlatan mm-hmm. was there, and I sat in the Timbers Army for that oh, game wow. just to get that experience. Um, Is that wild? It, it's a, it's a crazy venue. Yeah. Uh, the 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 amenities are not great. Like the, yeah. when you're actually in the in the stands, it's really cool. It's a converted baseball stadium. Like there used to be a, a minor league baseball team that played I there. I can see that. So um, it's kind of weird how it's set up in like the concourse area. There's not a lot, but once you're in there, it's pretty cool. Now you have the random like posts that held up like the 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 upper part of the baseball stadium. Uh, there's also like a super fancy gym that overlooks one of the ends of the field that has like all glass wall. And I guess it's like hella expensive to join this gym, but you can reserve for however many hundreds of dollars an hour, you can reserve a stationary bike looking out the window, overlooking the game to watch the game that way while you're on your bike, getting your workout at this fancy like health club. So it's just, that's interesting. It's a wild thing I'd want to do. No people. I mean, it's it, the whole stadium is, is a crazy experience. It's definitely worth going. But. Yeah, for sure. And Portland just sounds, Portland sounds so kind of, uh, kind of hip and, uh, vegan. So I was kind of like, Very vegan. need to get up there and get, to try some restaurants and shit. A lot. I mean, you don't, you don't drink, but a lot of great beer. If people mm-hmm. are beer fans, uh, a lot of, a lot of kombucha, you're a, you can get kombucha on tap everywhere in kombucha, Portland. Yeah. And so. I, you know, you know, you can be California sober too. You know what I mean? And, and go up to Portland. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, but it's uh, I, I have fond memories of Portland as a city because I have a bunch of family there. Um, I do not like the Timbers, but I do not like NYCFC. So I might watch oh. it just to see what happens. But we we need to plan a no other pod road trip. Like I fun. don't I don't see an issue with that. I think like, you know, we could even get some sound bites there or something. We could go as media or something. I don't know. That would uh, be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I mean, it's uh, it could could be fun. I don't know where. But I'm definitely trying to get uh, get out to some road games next year, man. I spent the whole pandemic like paying off debt and everything. So yeah. now I'm kind of like, well, I could just save my money or uh, spend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm now going into debt because of all the shit I have to buy for this new dog. <laughs> Come on, it's not even a huge dog. It's I mean, it's like 35 pounds, but it's you know, it's up there. It's not necessarily a lap dog. I mean, she thinks she is, but I mean, it wants to be. Crate, if you guys have any bed. tips uh, for new dog owners, Jimmy has not had a dog in many, many moons, and so he's uh, got to train this son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's my first dog as an adult. Grew up with dogs, but first time as an adult. So yeah, you got to no. post pictures and stuff too. Have you already posted pictures? I put some on my Instagram. Did you? Okay. Yeah. So I've kind of been anti-social media lately. I'm just I'm I'm getting all fuddy duddy, man. I'm just like fuck social media you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's i mean it's probably better for your mental capacity not to be on social media so it is sometimes yeah i now live my world uh according to whatever tv show i'm watching and i'm oh, there you go you know i'm just part of gossip girl now you know <laughs> <laughs> i will say you know i wouldn't know stats like this were it not for social media I have to give a shout out to josie b at hoppy josie on uh twitter but this is a wild ass stat 
the last time the Western Conference was won by a team other than the Portland Timbers or the Seattle Sounders, Chivas USA was still in the league. Ha! That's funny. It's that, incredibly you know, annoying. The last, I mean, 2014. Last time MLS Cup was won by someone other than them. Is that last time the Western Conference was won? Oh, okay. So since uh, so 2015, yeah, it would have been sporting. Uh, no, 2014. What what was it? Um, Columbus and the Revolution wasn't that the, the oh, 2014 right. MLS Cup? The 2014, yep. Sporting would have been the year before, obviously. Yeah, because but I they're think, in the East. Oh, I lied. Not Columbus. Um, LA Galaxy. Is that right? What is happening? MLS Cup 2014, December 7th. Yeah, LA Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So okay. Why am I thinking Columbus? Did they make it to the Eastern Conference? I don't. Might have been 2015. What am I thinking about Columbus? I don't know. I thought Columbus was in it. I mean, they just won it. But I was Portland um, and Columbus in 2015. Uh, okay, you're right. You're right. I'm just. I'm not even looking at stuff right now. I just remember where I was on certain years. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, uh, the LA Galaxy who won it in 2014. So they were the last one. Uh, and yeah, it's just. Uh, it's a big, giant bummer that Cascadia has dominated the Western Conference for the last seven years. Yeah. So, I don't know, because 20, 2015 was Portland, 2016 and 2017 was Seattle, 2018 was Portland, um, because that was when they beat Sporting KC at Children's Mercy Park in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, 2019 and 2020 would have been Seattle again then, I guess. Yep. And now it's Portland again. God damn. It makes it's kind of sad to to read that. It's very sad to to hear that. Yeah. I don't like that. That makes me really upset. Well, if you live out there, I mean you're big into the the green and the the forest, the little green theme they got going on. It's yeah, it's cool for them, you know, cool for Cascadia. I Which guess, one is that? Is but... Cascadia? Is that like a mountain range or something? Yeah, like that whole area. It's like the Cascadia Mountains. Is that and... what that's called? Okay. Yeah. Vancouver is technically kind of a part of that Cascadia Cup thing going on, but Vancouver obviously doesn't have the same sort of pedigree that Portland and Seattle do in terms of MLS prowess. So, Gotcha. We'll see, but I don't know. I think Portland's probably going to win, like you said. but No doubt. No doubt. But after... MLS Cup, that's when craziness starts happening in the MLS offseason because we got that uh, like immediately. Day, yeah, half day trade window on December 12th, which sometimes nothing happens and sometimes you're like, oh, weird trades are happening. And then the next day you got free agents and you got waivers and expansion lists and re-entry lists. And then there's an MLS expansion draft on December 14th because Charlotte FC will select up to five players. So sporting could potentially lose a player there. Uh, and then December 15th is when the free agency starts. Then we got two re-entry drafts. And I'm just like, there's too much. There's too it's much. Too much. Uh, not, not to mention, dude, we didn't even uh, get to talk about John Pulse camp being selected to the men's national team camp. He was. Which A lot uh, of people are very confused about this. <laughs> but it's like, these are not for competitive matches. It's more or less a... Uh, try out for the future right yeah that's that's sort of what i've gathered um i don't know it's interesting i mean good for pulse camp um 
you know, he'll, he'll be there for, for the training camp and he'll be there for the friendly on December 18th um, against Bosnia and Herzegovina. Oh, both of them. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Dignity Health Sports Park, uh, home of the LA Galaxy. So, I mean, we'll see if he get. I mean, Matt Turner, obviously, he's, he's the main goalkeeper in the mix for being the main goalkeeper for the U.S. men's national team along with Zach sure. Steffen. I mean, uh, if they want a loser, you know, <laughs> just fill the team with the MLS playoff losers. So Turner, Turner's in there. but didn't play in the playoffs. I'm just throwing it out there. Pulse that's true. A winner. The other two uh, goalkeepers, it's their first first time, you know, Gabriel Slonina from the Chicago Fire and John Polskamp. So I'd like to see Polskamp get some minutes in the friendly. Why not? It'd be cool. I mean, it's uh, just to see see your guy play, you know, your your club guy. Yeah. I mean, this this isn't um, – it's a, obviously a very MLS-heavy uh, camp. Um, sure. There are some people from international teams – um brian reynolds is there from uh roma uh, i'm looking through the roster real quick uh johnny cordaso or cardoso from internacional in brazil um those might be the only two international players the rest of them are all stateside players uh but i mean you know christian roldan is gonna be there uh kellen acosta um Cade Cowell, you know, these are, these are players who are Jordan Morris, Ricardo Pepe, Jossie Zardes, uh, Caden Clark. These are people who are generally in the mix for first team minutes. So it's not totally a bunch of slouches, Yeah, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. Good for Pulse Camp. Hopefully yeah. he can, you know, break in or unfortunately Tim Melia couldn't. Agreed. It's exciting. So I don't know. Uh, there's been some, I don't know, weird, weird news coming out of uh, um, MLS. They announced Sporting K- uh, ML. Wow, Sporting KC. They announced MLS's next pro league, which is like a developmental league. Um, MLS next pro, man. It's it's going to be the. Uh, it's not like replacing USL, but it's basically taking those secondary MLS clubs to this league, right? Yeah, it's it's going to be I think Division 3, so it's on par with USL League 1, but all those secondary MLS teams are going there like you said. Uh the logo is the weirdest looking logo I've ever seen. I do not understand what is happening. I'll but... tell you what's happening. You know what it looks like? Hmm. It looks like when people are uh making fun of you while typing in alternating lowercase and capital letters, <laughs> lowercase guy. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. You know what I mean? And then I yeah. would say, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's the, we, I don't know who did it. They paid some agency okay. way too much money to do this. Well, we will forever call it MLS Next Pro. <laughs> <laughs> but Sporting KC2 is going to be in there. And, uh, you know, Peter Vermees, um, he had some thoughts that he was quoted on MLS Soccer. And he says, you know, I believe first and foremost, uh, being part of a club that has the entire pro pathway um, is important Uh, you have an academy a second team and a first team so you're already in that structure and you have an opportunity to go all the way to the top you need a high level of competition to keep testing your abilities and mls next pro provides that and that competition will only continue to get stronger as time goes on so they got peter all in we'll see that's cool you know they did ask him uh what can he say about it and he literally said he couldn't say anything he was like, I, I, 
I can't, uh, I'm sorry. They're still ironing things out. Like I don't know much and the things I do know, I can't speak on, you know? Yeah. Well, now that it's announced, I'm sure that he'll be asked about it more. Um, the only independent team that's not tied to a, an MLS team right now is uh, Rochester. And that's because Jamie Vardy is an owner of Rochester. It's uh, pretty wild. Which is strange. Yeah. They um, interviewed him on extra time. I mean, they're going to milk that for all they can for sure. marketing purposes. 100%. So it'll be interesting. But Sporting KC too, um, they'll be in there next year. Uh, as will St. Louis. St. Louis is launching an MLS Next Pro team before they launch their actual MLS team. That's kind of neat. I mean, get get in on the get in on the action, right? Yeah. So start developing your players. Get some. I mean, that way because I mean, Austin, I think Atlanta and Charlotte, they've all they all signed players like a year before they started playing. So I don't see a reason why if you start signing players as St. Louis now, you at least have a team you can send them to to start getting game minutes, even if it's not an MLS team. Oh, for sure. So it'll be cool. But yeah, Peter said that. Uh, Peter had a big, long press conference. We talked for like 35 minutes. Did you listen About to half it? Half an hour, man. I did listen to it. I kind of put it on in my headphones and uh, it was longer than i expected and then tack that on to johnny's which is another 15 man that's 45 minute press conference on friday pretty yeah. wild i mean it's it's pretty crazy um you know he was asked about a lot of stuff he was asked about the roster moves from tuesday and he didn't talk about any players specifically but he said that usually when he cuts players it's he either doesn't think they're going to get playing time here so he's like doesn't mean they're bad i just don't want to hold them up if they can go somewhere else and get playing time which feels a little bit like a cop-out yeah, um, and uh, you know it, it's uh, uh, God damn, what was I gonna say? And I wanted to, sh- I can't share this. I don't think. I mean, we had Ilya on, and he told us something later that he said we couldn't share. Is it, is it still off limits for us to share since he's gone now? I mean, it doesn't. I don't think it's a detriment to him or at I, all. And do you think? Do you know what I'm speaking on right now? I, I might, I think, but and it'd be know. fine to speak on right i don't know if he uh i mean you can give it a shot (laughs) i mean okay he he told us that bob bradley approached peter for a trade oh i remember that yeah okay i think statute of limitations is probably passed on this this is fine to talk about and he told us he's like this is off the record obviously because he's a member of sporting well now he's not so it's it's fair game yeah (laughs) and peter says to bob okay, what 10 players are you going to give me for Ilya? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's so crazy, right? To think about that that's how much Ilya was valued, but they couldn't get a deal done to make, to get, to keep him here. You know what I mean? The the money, they were already paying him too much. They had to get that off the books. And that's sad, man. I think Sean Goodwin asked Peter and said, Sean pretty much answered his own question about Ilya. And Peter was like, yeah, you said it. Yeah. Yeah. The answer to your own question. It's just, I mean, he, so he goes on to say, you know, sometimes we just need to change or I want more at that position. And then he goes on this third point, And this is basically, I think what happened with Ilya. He says the other is sometimes, unfortunately, but it's the case in every sport in this country that has a salary cap. Sometimes you're just in constraints based on the salary cap and the financial impact that a player's contract or salary has on the cap. And if you look at the last three years, we're stagnant based on the negotiation that happened with COVID. 
I understand at the time when we signed players, we didn't know it was going to be the case. And you'll see that everywhere around the league or uh, in some way, shape or form dealing with this, but the financial is a big reason why decisions are made. So yeah, man, it's a business at the end of the day, we can all cry about it, but it is what it is. Yeah. He did talk about people he'll, he'll, he'll need to bring in. I mean, he says, I think you'd be a betting man. If you said we were looking for a left back, we don't have anyone <laughs> in that position right now. That's a position we're looking for. That was a little so. rude, right? To say it like that. <laughs> it's kind of rude. Um, well, because I, mean, I think who asked him that? I think Chad asked him that. Uh, I don't remember who asked him that. I just was like, I don't know if we should. I, I, he did. He clearly didn't mean it this way. But with the whole Felipe Hernandez thing going on, I was like, let's just steer away from betting analogies. Um, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, he said, we're always looking for players in every position, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he also said, you know, we want to continue to push the envelope on positions. If we have three guys in a position, I want the number two to push the number one and try to be the number one. And I want the number three to try to push the number two. So basically saying we need depth and we need solid depth, not just bodies. And I think that's the thing for me that sporting missed most this year in times of need was solid depth that you could turn to on the bench and actually rely on. And I think that was a big reason why Peter didn't feel comfortable going to substitutes. This isn't the only reason but people complain about Peter's lack of substitutions all the time. And I think he honestly looked at the bench and was like, we got a lot of young guys with a lot of potential. I just don't think I trust them. And that's in large part on him as the sporting director, but he's got to fix it now. Yeah. So hundred percent. It's a, we're going to see some new people coming in, man. Cause this roster's moved a lot. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Did you hear, do you remember what he said about when someone asked what an ideal left back looks like for Vermees? I don't remember. He so first he was like, they have to be a good defender. And I was like, well, that's a good start for a defender <laughs> to be a good defender. <laughs> they gotta wear pants. No. <laughs> uh, you know, they gotta be tactically smart. Um, they have to be a good individual defender. But then this is the part I thought was kind of funny, just the way how he said it, because it's true. He goes, They have to have leather lungs and they have to go box to box from a conditioning perspective. For sure. I just don't think I've ever heard leather lungs. Sounds like a sounds like a dating show. Like he, uh, you know, what, what do you look for in an ideal left back dating partner? <laughs> well, someone who likes long walks on the beach, and you know, yeah, they need to know just, how to just let loose. Just you like know, really, you know, someone who can make me laugh. And I'm really into <laughs> to bondage and leather lungs. You oh, know, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> leather. <laughs> but I mean, he talks about you know, be able to build up in the back and have good decisions and good execution in the final third. Um, but nobody, nobody got a really a chance to, to do a follow-up here, but he says they have to be tactically smart to play in a line of four or five, which maybe he's just oh. speaking, but that's an interesting little thing to throw in there four or five, given what we know about his four, three, three system. Well, we have zero left backs and, uh, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, yeah. I'll step up, dude. Take one for the team. I'll do what I got to do. Do you have leather lungs? Do we need to ask Marissa? I, I got, uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're cardboard sometimes. <laughs> the old cardboard lungs. Yeah. I've never heard leather lungs in my life, and I kind of like it. Yeah. I've heard iron <laughs> lungs, but leather lungs. Yeah, I've heard iron lungs. Yeah. But isn't that more like if you smoke too much, you have to get an iron lung? Well, that's what you're on, yeah, when you need help breathing. So Okay, so that's not good. You don't I mean, it that. helps you breathe more and better but right you don't want to be well, on an iron lung i'm known as the uh, hyperbaric chamber of left back so i'll 
Um, he talked a little bit about Roger and Zussi. I mean, he said flat out Zussi had a great year, but he played a lot more than I wanted him to. And that was because of injury with Jalen Lindsay, which. Yeah, but also Zussi was playing well. Oh, he know? said he played so... great. Yeah. But also if Zussi couldn't play, who's coming in, right? Yeah. I mean, that's true. Cam um, Duke was there one time. Caden Pierre, I think, did had an appearance, but at the League's Cup. Yeah. Can't wait to do do the League's Cup again. Oh, very boy. excited. <laughs> um, and he said Roger, same thing. When he played, he was very good with us, but Roger has a position of higher demand physically, so I have to be more selective with him. Um, oh. Yeah. And, and he said the fact that we had a couple players in that position that were out for different things put a little bit more strain or load there. And, and then he goes on to say that um, both of their mentorship and leadership is, is priceless. So I think, if nothing else, that's why um, – They'll be back. They they will not be consistent starters, but they'll be back on the team. So we'll see. Um, we'll see because Zussi will probably be a consistent starter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we talked about that last year and we we're like, well, Betty plays like a third of the season and Jalen Lindsay takes it over. And it's like, don't doubt that man. Okay. 35 year old legs. Bullshit. The man <laughs> is a worker. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be a really fascinating offseason. Um, I'm really curious to see what happens with Zussi and Jalen Lindsay. That's, I mean, Lindsay's going to keep pushing him. But like you said, oh, Zussi's yeah. just, he, he doesn't want to give up that spot if he doesn't have to. Can we get a reality show? Like a like an all or nothing just that follows our right back uh, face off next year? <laughs> just I like mean, a behind the feels... shield. Yeah, or what about a, a Bachelor-esque uh, spinoff of peter vermees trying to hand a rose to the new left back you know try try <laughs> getting all these left backs coming in graham will you accept will you will you this accept rose. this rose peter i'm already the right back well we need a left <laughs> uh a couple other just news and notes from his his press conference he said that alan Polito got hurt with the mexican national team all the way back in march and april and that he basically was dealing with that the entire season and I, I think we knew that. I think we yeah. knew he got hurt. Yeah. He with said the he, Mexican national team, as always. Right. But I don't know if we knew that he wasn't fully fit for as much as three quarters of the year, he said. Um, the amount of inflammation that was growing at, after a game or training on certain days and the amount of fluid that needed to be drained out of his knee. Uh, he says he gives him a lot of credit. But Is that a thing? See, how would you know? How would you know if fluid needs to drain out of your knee? I think like, it like I swells just, and gets sore and tender. Really? Yeah. I just, as I, I'm, I feel like I'm sore every day. And I'm like, how would I know <laughs> if I got some fluid somewhere that just needs to come out? Because I just feel like being in pain every day is just part of being older. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Is that what you feel? Do you got oh, yeah. tight bones? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I wake up sore every day. <laughs> This is so bad. This is not supposed to be this way. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Uh, does it make you feel better that Polito was hurt and that was sort of why maybe he didn't quite have the year we want? I mean, he was good when he played, but well, I know the I'm consistent criticism about Polito is he's always hurt. Well, I'm tired of the Mexican national team not taking care of him because yeah. it's happened multiple times with them. Yeah, And Peter even said on the press conference, he's like, I saw the injury happen. Like I saw the a video of it. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn. So he's like, Peter was big brother, you yeah. know, it's just watching every move. You better yeah. not hurt my guy. 
I don't blame them. I mean, it's just, I know that you national teams and clubs want to have a good partnership, but like, Peter just flies to Mexico to like spy. (laughs) He's got this big straw hat, just sipping a fucking margarita. (laughs) Just look at all Jimmy Buffett style. Peter would go to a Margaritaville. He feels like a Margaritaville guy. Hey, I don't see the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Cheeseburger in Paradise. Whatever, I'll go go to either one. I do miss the Cheeseburger in Paradise restaurant that was down at the Legends. Yeah. I, I went there once and I was like, it's hokey, but I can dig it. It's, it's fine. not bad. Uh, we went to one on, on Universal City Walk in Florida. Um, live music. It was cool, man. Yeah. Uh, he talked about the Buzio money and he says all that money stays with the team side and that's available for different aspects of the technical side. It's not being taken out as profit or anything like that. It's all remaining with the team on the technical side for different things. And yes, players are for sure a top priority for that money. Hmm, so. Sounds a little defensive there, Pete. You're using <laughs> that money for other things? Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> All those margaritas. All those margaritas, um, man. <laughs> I think he probably goes out of his way to say that because, you know, there are teams and some owners who they, this is a business for them. And so they, they churn out their players, they sell them, they take some, they, they reinvest some in the club, but you know, they don't have to put it all back into player development they could pocket it if they want to and he's like no our ownership lets us take that and put it straight back into the technical side of the club which i think it's he kept saying technical side because i think that he was trying to draw a a a difference between well yeah we sold buzio and then that paid for 10 million dollars of our training center and i i don't think that's what's happening he's he's very specific to say no this is technical money that's going to go to the, the the improvement of our roster which is good Hell yeah. player acquisition costs and whatnot so i don't know give the whole thing a listen like you said johnny talked for a while too um and you know it's it's interesting so we'll see what yeah, if you got the time it's a good little listen for sure so let's uh let's talk uh some questions here we got a few questions um connor bateman says for you first hold oh. on one sec you see that new match ball for next year i saw briefly yeah it's kind of different it's got a bunch of flowers on it a oh bunch that's of right again u.s and canadian flowers plus other flowers from other countries i don't know okay i dig it i it's, like it's it. pretty it's pretty it's unique and i like unique those balls are nice and uh that's what she said i just wish when they came into the crowd that you got to leave with a souvenir yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a foul ball or something you know um i like it actually i like it a lot yeah, you gonna buy it? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're like sixty bucks, dude. They're like a hundred and forty. <laughs> that much? Okay, I'm definitely not buying it. It's insane. <laughs> Do you know how many how many dog treats I can buy with one hundred and forty dollars? <laughs> That's where your mind is right now. You're just probably happy that dog's not barking at us right now. No, it's sleeping off to the side, being all nice and sweet, which That's I'm glad insane. it does this some of the, some of the time. My mouse hovers over the mute button because I know my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh yeah, it's because our cat's not in here right now, so it's fine. Oh, that's good. Um, okay, let's talk. Let's let's do some questions here. Connor, Connor Bateman, Bateman, do you think Vermees will take League's Cup more seriously in 2022 if the scheduled what? games are less congested compared to the past season? I don't. I really don't. I I also kind of think I feel like Vermees probably feels that way about the competition like we do. He's probably like it's just another thing. 
It's stupid. Like you're already going to throw us open cup at us, you know, and we try to take open cup seriously, but I think it probably also depends on where it falls on the schedule. Like if he can take it seriously, he will, you know what I mean? But do you think he hates it? I don't think he hates it. I think it's one of those things where it's like the farther you get, the more serious you'll take it. But like, especially if there's some schedule congestion or like this year where we were dealing with some injuries and whatnot, put some guys in there who, who need minutes or, or who um, maybe are signed to first team contracts, but aren't quite there yet, get them some experience. And Hey, if they pull a game out of there, you know what, and they can, you know, get us to advance, then that's great. But if not, okay, well, it's one less thing to worry about because how many people would be pissed in terms of SKC fans, if we went out there to take leagues cup seriously and like Gotti Kinda got hurt and they're like, great. Now we lost our I mean, starting midfielder for MLS. Well, that's, that's what happened. Jalen Lindsay was out for the year from that game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's just, it sucks. So I don't know. There's so many competitions, but I don't blame him. Um, let's see. Wesley Williams, admittedly SKC's record with free agency isn't great, but who should they target this off season? I think Will Bruin is available and I like the idea of bringing him in. Hold the phone. Hate the man like the player, <laughs> you know, uh, or other way around. I don't know how I meant that, but is that an interesting concept to you? Is that an interesting idea? Will Bruin? Yeah. I mean, we need a backup number nine yeah not that Kyrie's not good at, but i mean Kyrie can be on the wing push johnny for minutes there and we so, just let wilson harris walk yeah i mean do i think that's probably a direction they go no and and mls um i don't know mls free agents are so odd because it's such a weird mishmash of of players because they're is. so like they're so strict in terms of like you have to meet these certain criteria in order to be a free agent. And we don't even have the full free agent list yet because the season's not over. Um, I did see uh, from a fan post on the blue Testament, um, someone uh, by the name of SKC enthusiast wrote this. Um, They threw out the idea of Juan Agadello, which I'm not a huge fan of bringing Juan Agadello in. Like, I just, I don't know. But one that I was like, that's intriguing is Yamil Assad. He's a winger. He was on Atlanta United, had a really great year in 2017, has had a little bit less good of a few years with BC United, but he's he's only 27 years old. He's about $600,000 a year based on last year's contract. We need a solid left wing. If you're going to look for players in the MLS free agency pool, that's probably about as close to a prime player as you're going to get if he, um, assuming I'm, I'm trusting that he actually is a free agent. I haven't verified that yet, but that's not a bad option. Yeah. I just, I also think if you're looking to the MLS free agency market to bolster your squad and you want to be a contender, you're probably looking in the wrong place. Probably. Yeah. That makes sense. I think a lot of our, our uh, roster additions are going to come in the form of signings from players that most of us probably haven't heard of because that's generally what happens. I mean, none of us had heard of Gadi Kinda. Before we signed Gadi Kinda, none of us had heard of Latif Blessing. Alan Polito is the closest. I mean, some people had heard of Alan Polito because he was obviously coming off of fantastic Liga MX sure. uh, performances. But um, the, the, the regular run-of-the-mill fans hadn't heard of him either, though, you know? And if they had, it was because he got kidnapped. <laughs> that was so. a fun story to hear about. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, we're going to bring in some players. And I mean, look, Felipe Gutierrez, none of us had heard of Felipe Gutierrez before he was signed as a, a, a out of contract player. And he was fantastic when he was on the field. Hey, he just won. Uh, he just won a trophy with his Chilean club. Mm-hmm. So you know? it'll be really fascinating to see who, who Peter brings in. Um, Luis Martins is another one. Nobody had heard of him before he, he came. So Gerso, uh, I mean, Peter's had a lot more success bringing in those like mid-level contributors um, than he has necessarily with like the high dollar acquisition or the, the designated player acquisitions, but true. He's good at finding the guy or guys who's going to uh, be good for the team. Not mm-hmm. necessarily the, the guys that are putting up the uh, statistics, right. You know, the numbers. Hell Ilya. He was a dude. None of us had heard of yeah. him. Peter found him coming out of Barcelona B and now we're all heartbroken to see him go. It's rough. That one, so, yeah, it still cuts deep. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I mean, I wouldn't hold my breath for SKC signing anyone in the free agency period if I were a, a betting person, as Peter would say. We never got a, we never got a hug from Ilya. Never got a cheek kiss. Never did. Very, uh, I feel, yeah, that serious FOMO there. There, there were weird rumors about him being linked to the Galaxy. I don't know that I buy them. Um, ah, I did see that. I had never heard of the guy who was trying to say that sources were telling me this. And I I don't know. I just name your sources. Then you clown. Well, I just, I get it though. You never name your sources. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, you can't be a random dude who's never broken a story or or anything. And then just be like, sources are telling me that. And it's like, I I don't, I mean, they just got rid of Jonah Dos Santos. I don't know why they would look to Ilya and think he's much of an upgrade at this stage in his career over Jonah Dos Santos. Yeah. So it's that just seems like an, an odd fit to me. But that probably means tomorrow they'll announce LA Galaxy have signed Ilya. <laughs> you know, I won't be a Galaxy fan, but I'll be an Ilya fan. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll follow that man wherever he goes in the league, you know? But if the Bob Bradley stuff is real, I mean, hell, maybe Toronto looks to bring in Ilya and, and sort of say, hey, help take over, you know, pass the torch from Michael Bradley if you, you know, be that stopgap while we figure out a better long-term solution. I don't know. Split time know. with Michael Bradley. When he said that, though, I was just like, you know, Ilya would never do that, would never like just tell that story to toot his own horn. Yeah. Like that 100% happened yeah. and probably made him feel really good about himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ilya for a long time was like the linchpin of the team, both defensively yeah. and offensively. So it's like, sure, I'll trade you, Ilya. Uh, you're going to give me what, 10 players then? <laughs> Carlos Vela. That's phenomenal to even hear. Like, that's so cool. And Latif back. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's... And also, how catty. What kind of catty response is that from Burmese? <laughs> like, is that how you do business? <laughs> I can totally see it. I totally oh, see yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That's exactly how it is. Um, thank you all for the questions. I mean, if you haven't asked us a question, obviously, you can tweet us anytime, and, and, and we'll try to save it for the next episode. Uh, or you can email us your question if it's too long for a tweet. DM us. Our DMs are open. That's about all the sporting news that I have for this week. Oh, you know what? Hold on. There was one other question. Um, I don't want to, it's not sporting specific, but I don't want to overlook this one because I, I think it's it's an interesting one for discussion um, from at it's B Schwartz now says, which 2022 season are you more looking forward to sporting KC or the Kansas city current? Oh, and you don't well, have to I pick mean... one or the other. 
No, if I got to pick one, I would honestly say at this point and on this day, uh, Casey Current, because they will be playing at Children's Mercy Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, if you've yet to go to a women's soccer game, it's fun. It feels like a very intimate environment because it's not super packed and people aren't getting super boozy and rambly. Like it's just a good time. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm excited, man. They're making moves and, and sporting is sporting. They'll always be there, but Casey currents, the new thing, dude. And this yeah. is kind of the, their little residency, if you will, at uh, children's mercy park is very slim. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to have to travel into Missouri in the next year you know so <laughs> and who wants to do that who wants to do that yeah so no it's be rough this is an easy stadium to get to theirs might not be uh, yeah i mean de- depending on where you live i mean for me it's probably about the same to get up to same here yeah yeah but um i i i mean i can't say i'm more excited for one or the other i'm very excited to see the kansas city current continue to build on what they've started yeah on the field it wasn't what they probably wanted it to be but I really like what they're doing in the community. I really like what they're doing with their new stadium. That's going to come not this year, but the next year, uh, an acquisition of a player like Sam U.S. shows a lot of uh, intent for what they're going to do on the field and, and shows that, Hey, we're not satisfied with, with the product that we had last year. Um, so that's going to be really cool to watch that continue to grow. Like you said, I'm always excited for sporting KC to have a new season because, and this is why the Vermees out people. I'm like, yeah, I got to chill. Because every year I know Sporting KC has a shot. We always are going to be there. As long as Vermees is coach, I, I truly believe we have a shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. more often than not, it's probably not going to work out. But I mean, look, apparently unless you're Portland or Seattle, that's the life of a Western Conference team. And I think things didn't break right at the end of this year in terms of injury or whatnot. But I do think the way that the team was constructed this year was Vermees is most talented that he's ever had, at least in terms of the starting players. And I think that's going to continue. It's just a puzzle that is always moving and you have to continue to figure it out. And I think Vermees is pretty good about at least getting close to figuring it out every year. Yeah. It's sad to feel like you had the squad to get it done this year. You know, we're clicking at the right time, but then you kind of had that three game skid coming into the playoffs, but we're always right there, man. And it's, that's fine. But that doesn't bring it doesn't bring glory yeah. to the city as we like to sing about, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Sporting has a good shot at winning a trophy next year. I don't know which trophy, but I feel like th- there's League's a pretty cup, right. I mean, League's Cup, U.S. Open Cup, <laughs> Supporters Shield. I don't know. I, I mean, we it's far too early to make predictions for stuff like that. But I just feels like we're due. Yeah. So and what's what's crazy is in soccer at least major league soccer, you were never going to be a fan of a club that is just annihilating everybody all the time, because that doesn't exist. Soccer is such a on and off sport. You know what I mean? It's not right. like the, uh, it's not like the Patriots that damn near went undefeated. Uh, you know, chiefs about did it too one time and it's right. MLS isn't doing that. You know, no. I mean, honestly, the new England revolution or the closest this year or ever to, to doing yeah. that. They set a points record and look where that got them. And that, yeah, it doesn't do, see, I don't give a shit about supporter shield, man, because it has shown that supporter shield does not win the big one. Very, yeah. very often. It does not happen. 
did you see the discourse on Twitter mostly coming from at least mo- mostly being amplified by Seattle fans that was like, if uh, if a playoff game ends after 120 minutes and it's still tied, we shouldn't go to a penalty shootout. Just the higher seeded team should automatically go on. Why would they say that? Well, because I, I mean, I think it was Brian Strauss who first said it. And then a bunch of Seattle people were like, yeah, this is a great idea because Seattle deserves it more than RSL. And they were just okay. pissed. Yeah, they're just mad. Yeah. Uh, that sounds awful. Right? I'm like, if we do that, does that mean that we retroactively retroactively give your MLS Cup where you took one shot to Toronto since they were the higher seeded team? Absolutely. They're not even thinking. It's like, were you even a fan a couple of years ago? Like, <laughs> and what if you just did away with overtime and basketball and, and football and just gave it to the higher seed? Why even play the team? game? Why not just, oh, look, mathematically, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, the numbers say that is just asinine and people were getting behind this idea there were a couple yeah so oh, some people who were pretty well known this is why i'm anti-social media man <laughs> you, you really ought to join me on this it's crazy so i don't know i just i, I wouldn't hate going back to the two-leg format for the playoffs because i do feel yeah. like sporting has a pretty decent shot at now you're sounding like legs. them you're sounding like them no I, well, well i lost but we might not have lost if it was a two-leg <laughs> playoff that's what it sounds like I just I was thinking I mean, the same thing. Yeah. I, I just I, I definitely don't think you should just up well higher seed team automatically go. But I I don't know. I mean it's it's like I mean They'll I guess never you go back at, to the two leg. No, they won't. There's too much no drama way. this way and, and they like so the drama. Much. Because it sparks conversation, dude. Like us talking about it right now, Seattle having their thing, that's giving them exposure. You know, yeah. it's 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 drama for sure. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's about all I got this week. You got anything else? Uh, you know, I don't. I do not. I always think I might, but I don't. That's okay. I do want to let people know that if you want to order some No Other Pod merch, the last day to get guaranteed delivery by Christmas is tomorrow, Thursday, December 9th. Oh, wow. So make sure you get your orders in because if you want Christmas swag, from no other pod for your no other pod fans in your life order it by tomorrow for guaranteed delivery for christmas now you could order it and it might come by christmas after but uh by tomorrow guaranteed delivery classic shirts classic t-shirts are 14 dollars, and the rest of the site is up to 30 percent off until december 19th but if you want to make sure it gets there by christmas order by tomorrow so that's a cool thing. And then obviously make sure hellotushy.com slash no other for 10% off your Hello Tushy Bidet product. It is also a fantastic Christmas gift for the hygiene lover in your life. But thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at no other pod at Dan Kuzer at jcmax 3 Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash no other pod or shoot us that email no other pod at gmail.com. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Yeah, I want to live in America. Yeah.